Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. This is episode 44, featuring the second part of our interview with Joshua Weidling from Digital Tour Bus. Before we get started, I want to let you guys know that today's episode of the Kill Rock Podcast is brought to you by audibletrial.com slash killrock. Get your free 30-day trial and free audiobook download. That is audibletrial.com slash killrock. Rock. I walked away from you, no justice words could do, the pain you put me. You paid and beat up me, the reason that we fell apart, placed all the blame on me, you played the victim from the The Escape with their jam, Pain You Put Me Through, off their EP, New Direction. Go check them out. I found them on the Rise or Die YouTube channel during one of their episodes of uh, CD Unveils. Andrew Andrade, former guest of the Kill Rock podcast, 
gets in front of a camera with a co-host, picks out a secret envelope that a band sent them, and he features their music, he talks about their music, and he also does a pretty cool drawing uh, with his co-host that resembles the the music that they're listening to, and that's where I found the escape. I picked up their EP New Direction on iTunes, and I am loving it right now. We're trying to set up an interview with them. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. We'll play another song somewhere in the future, not in this episode. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. You know what? We'll, we'll save it for another time. They have six songs on that EP, so we have to save some room. You know, we have other bands that we want to play here on the Kill Rock Podcast. And this is episode 44, featuring the second part of our interview with Joshua Weidling from Digital Tour Bus. Don't be confused. This is episode 44. I know when we had numbers on the show, we uh, it was episode 31, and basically we put both parts together as an episode. So there's two episode 31s, part A, part B. To save from the confusion, not confusion, not confusing. Confusion has nothing to do with this podcast. But uh, to save from the confusing, not just for you guys, but for myself as well. This part one was episode 43, and this is episode 44. And we are so stoked to have Joshua on the show. This part of the interview, we're going to talk about his worst experiences as as well as you know much much more we talk about vessel uh in this part in which is super interesting stay tuned for that i am a a vessel subscriber by the way and you should follow my example i'm telling you once joshua lets you in on what vessel is you're gonna want to join so stay tuned for that but before we do that i do have some sad news to report uh, indievisionmusic.com where I got my start as you know I, I guess a writer I guess you know uh, part of the press as you might say I hate calling myself press but that's what I am I guess even with the show I'm still press um, they are closing their doors well, I you know figurative is speaking because there's no actual indivision doors but they are closing the doors they're shutting up shop uh, Brandon Jones has uh, pulled the plug on Indivision Music, which he ran for 15 years. It was a promotion company. It was a record label. And ultimately, it ended up being a web zine. And I loved it even before I started writing there. I love the bands that they talked about, the bands that they pushed, the bands that, you know, the album reviews that they did. And it made me want to do album reviews, too. So I hit up Brandon, and actually, Steve Sloan was the one that hit up Brandon for me. Steve Sloan was one of the head guys at the time, and he was working for Red Court also. Uh, He hit up Brandon for me, got me signed up, and I did a lot of album reviews. Uh, My first big one, I want to say, was Oh Sleepers, uh, End Seekers, and then I had Dead Throne from... The Devil Wears Prada, as well. I did an Austrian Death Machine album. Actually, the the Christmas EP uh, that I gave a round a resounding two stars. I also got a lot of hate because I did a review for Maylene and the Sons of Disasters album four, and I gave it the crappiest review. Uh, I look back at it, and it's not you know, I meant everything that I said. 
I might have been too blunt, and that ended up getting a, a, a ton of you know people criticizing my review writing and uh, my perception of the album. Some people agreed with me, not a lot of people. And I also did my Children, My Bride's last album. I can't even remember what it was called, but I, I didn't like it at all. Uh, which, you know, when it gets to the end of the episode and I announce who's going to be on the show next week, I'm going to be eating those words. But, yeah, I, I think that one actually got, like, almost 200 comments criticizing my review because I gave it, like, a 2 out of 10. That's pretty bad. That's actually pretty awful. And uh, people thought I was too harsh. And, I, you know, I followed James Shotwell on Twitter. And uh, he posted something about how he sees album reviews that nothing is ever under a four anymore. And that's because a lot of things are, you know, out of five. Indie Vision was out of ten at that time. Now they're out of five. Um, but, yeah, you don't see any album reviews that are really under four. Uh, unless you're going to Music Connection magazine. Uh, there's a ton of reviews that are pretty bad. Even in like their artist recommends page, there's not too many great scores. I mean, there's always that like, you know, top tiered artist that, or at least independent artist that has that amazing score. But for the most part, there's no real big scores at music connection. Alternative press, they give huge scores for the most part. I think the only one that they gave a really bad score to, and I guess it's kind of funny because it was actually to Casey Crescenzo's, uh, instrument, not instrumental, but orchestrated work, uh, Amor and Attrition, in which, uh, I don't remember it getting a really great score. And I remember the writer crapping on it saying that it sounds like Casey's just writing music to be scored in a movie. When I totally think differently, that album, four songs, which it, it's about an album's length, so it's not an EP, uh, at least time-wise, uh, it's so far from a music score. There's so much Gershwin, there's so much Impressionism involved in it, along with, yeah, I guess some score-type parts, but it reminds me of total Gershwin, total Bernstein, and, and I love it. And I know that those are guys that wrote musicals, but when I'm talking like, you know, uh, it, you know, it's just really jazzy. It's not something that you hear in modern film scores. That's my point. Um, anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about review scores. I'm talking about indie vision music and how I got started. Um, I talk about it all the time when I was at IVM uh, that they basically helped me gain the idea of wanting to talk to bands. At the time when I was working at Indie Vision, I was in a band that wasn't doing anything that year. There was so much, so many trials uh, going on that, you know, it was hard for us to keep the band going and I needed something to do. So I, that's why I reached out to Brandon and I told him, I was like, dude, if I could find someone that could film for you know film interviews i'd love to go to shows and talk to bands because i love talking to bands whenever i go to shows i love talking to bands and finding out you know how they wrote their albums you know what bands they love who influenced them yada 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 and uh he said yes do it so i found my, you know my, my friend john mediana who is a genius and uh he's too busy 
to hang out with me because he's hanging out with at Capitol Records, uh, getting people record deals, which is amazing. I love you, John Mediana. Keep doing what you're doing. But John Mediana and I would go out to shows and we do interviews and we interviewed bands like Under Oath. We interviewed bands like The Chariot. The first interview that we did was Advent which they were an old solid state band featuring Joe Musson, who was the drummer from beloved. And now he's the drummer for the almost. And uh, it was their last show ever, not even just in California. It was their last show ever. And I was able to hit them up, do an interview with them there in Whittier. Um, That was our first one. And then we did Phineas. And then we started really getting crazy with theme song that 2464 provided for us as well as some amazing interviews with Poema. I, we did either Breather and August Burns Red, but those videos never came out. We had I Am Empire, excuse me, um, Under Oath, like I said. Uh, we had Sainthood reps, so good. Man, they were so good live. Uh, and they played at The Wire, which rests in peace also. Uh, you know, Indie Vision basically helped me um, Figure out what I would like to do and how I would like to do it. And that's, you know, I'm forever grateful to them uh, for all the album reviews that they shot my way, for all the interviews that they let me put on their their YouTube channel, and for letting this kid with the most atrocious long hair, not anymore, um, you know, be the face, I guess, because I was the only one that was actually doing, like, you know, FaceTime type stuff at the website uh so brandon jones josh murphy thank you so much for helping me gain my wheels in this you know in the world of uh press thank you so much god bless you guys and uh, i can't wait for josh's new website that's that he's going to be putting out sometime in june maybe around july 4th it'll be online at least by july 4th indivision is closing their doors on july 4th um, and, uh, I guess that's kind of it for that. So, uh, thank you, indivisionmusic.com. And thank you guys for joining us here at the Kill Rock Podcast once again. We are forever grateful for your downloads, for your shares, for your subscriptions. And you know what? Help us out. Rate and review the Kill Rock Podcast. Go to your local iTunes which is everybody's local iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to Podomatic, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review this show. Help us find out how we could get better and help us find out what we do great. We'll keep up doing what we do great. And if we need to do something better, we'll do that better. That's right. All for you guys, the listeners of the Kill Rock podcast. Now, I mentioned that, uh, you know, we played... The first song that we played in this episode was by the band The Escape uh, that I found at Rise or Die. And Andrew Andrade, like I said earlier, he was on episode 32 of the Kill Rock podcast, and he sent me a care package. He mailed me a care package full of goodies, full of compilation CDs that need to be handed out that I am not going to hold on to. Why? Because I downloaded all of them for free. And you know what? That's great. You know, for myself, I am not a physical uh, copy kind of guy. I love to get my iTunes on, as you say. I love to get my Spotify premium subscription on. 
as they like to say. So, if you want to help me keep my Spotify premium subscription, because that helps me stay in touch with what's going on in the music world. New album-wise, you know, all-time low, Future Hearts. If it wasn't for Spotify, if it wasn't for Spotify premium, and I was not able to listen on my phone when I didn't have my computer around, I would not have been able to listen to Future Hearts. Which, I will tell you one thing, that album might indeed be the best album of the year. I'm telling you that now. But to help me keep my subscription, I need to keep the cash flow going through the podcast. Not even for myself personally, but for the podcast. The best way for you guys to do that is to go to audibletrial.com slash killrock. You know what? Do not click a link. Type it in manually. Because I've had people that have told me they've clicked the link and that they have uh you know made their subscription and it's all in vain because i have gotten nothing uh you know audible did not send me what they needed to send me and so i'm gonna figure that all out i'm gonna call them sometime this week about that figure it all out but for now type it in manually go to audibletrial.com slash killrock it doesn't cost you a cent to sign up why because you could cancel before your free 30-day trial is up and you still get your free download. And every time you sign up, Audible sends some cash to the Kill Rock podcast so we could keep the show running, so we could keep going. And for the time being, right now, I want you guys, if you go to audibletrial.com slash killrock and you sign up as a new subscriber, send us your little receipt bill to your email. Send us a, a screenshot of that. And... Let us know where you are so we could send you one of these beautiful Rise or Die compilation albums. You're going to be like, Keith, why is that so special? I could get it for free. Well, you know what? They only make a certain amount of these. And I'm holding them up like you could see me. They only make a certain amount of these and they hand them all out. And they hand them all out all on the East Coast for now. So until they start making uh, these compilations for the West Coast and I can hand them out at shows personally, go to audibletrial.com slash killrock. I have the Bring Me Solo. I have the Cause for a Hero, if you like bands like Four Years Strong. I have the Rental, or Winter, the Winter Shrills compilation, if you like Taken Back Sunday and Let Live. I have the Insomniac compilation if you love newfound glory this wildlife and so on and so on check it out audibletrial.com slash killrock and get a free hard copy physical copy compilation album from rise or die promotions stay tuned part two of our interview with joshua weidling is up in just a moment but before we do that we're gonna play a jam from the band numbers this is off their album three This is Legally Speaking, here on the Kill Rock Podcast.
keep this quick because we're kind of running out of time and i i still want to ask you what what, what, (laughs) i still want to ask you what your favorite video is but with warp tour um the bands that have been announced uh a lot of great bands you know the wonder years fit for a king like we said uh god too many actually um from the bands that haven't been uh announced yet leaked or not uh what band would you say should be on this year's warp tour to make it huge I mean, there's some obvious ones, but uh, I mean, if they want a huge warp tour and not have it be completely like not going to happen because the band's too big, like everyone saying that Fall of Where Paramore should be on the tour, Blink Way 2, they're idiots because that's never going to happen. Wow. Um, I mean, it's just never. They're too big. They're. they're I mean. Well, I Par- thought I thought Paramore could probably. I don't think. I think they're big, but I don't think Par- they're too big for warp tour. You Paramore. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they're too big. Okay. Uh, they only did it the couple years ago, those select dates, because okay. that was when they were first coming back without the brothers in okay. the band, and they kind of they they were kind of in that lull in their career before the new album released. Um, but I think a realistic band that I don't think is too big for Warp Tour, um, but could be too big for Warp Tour. Maybe they think they're too big. I don't think I don't think any of the bands I've done in the past would think they're too big for Warp Tour. Right. Uh, Overall, because they can accredit a lot of their career to Warped Warped Tour. Tour, But uh, a day to remember, I think, would be a great solid headliner that would bring a lot of kids, a lot of diverse lineup. I don't think that they're too big for Warped Tour, personally. I think they're big. I don't think they're too big. I think Paramore, Fall Out Boy, Blink-182, those three, and a bunch of others are too big for Warped Tour. Do you you think Five Seconds of Summer is too big for Warped Tour? Way too big for Warped Tour. You think so? They're bigger than the entire Warped Tour combined. Um, (laughs) I, I, they're going. They're going on their own headline tour. This and, right. and anyone who's 
anyone who's saying five, six this summer should be, or is rumored to be, or anything about them being on warp tour is also stupid yeah. because they are just massive at this point. Um, they're doing their own headline tour this summer, hitting the exact same venue in at least Chicago that the entire warp tour is hitting. Wow. And they're headlining it. And it's, I, th- I believe it's sold out. It's 19,000. Yeah, so, the, the shows out in Los, An- Los Angeles have sold, sold out already. I don't yeah, know I, I mean, any anybody who's saying that they should be on Warp Tour or they're not big enough for Warp, or they're they're not too big for Warp Tour, they don't know where I don't know where their head is, but it's not in the right place. Um, yeah, it's not. It, I, I had bad. Kevin Lyman on my show a couple months ago, and I asked him about that too, and he even said, you know, I've met them, and they're really good kids. Um, I wouldn't. He he wouldn't. You know it's not out of the question that they could be on a future warp tour, but After I don't decline yeah, it quite a bit. Yeah. I don't think it, it <laughs> would, it I'm talking a, a tenth of their fan base, a 10th of their current fan yeah. base, maybe a, maybe a 20th and then I, they could play warp tour. I think warp tour would actually be sold out if five seconds of summer was on. A, and I wouldn't want to go because yeah. it's going to be a sold out crowd of people that just have never been at warp tour. So I mean, and what are those you need people? To what are those people? You, yeah, I mean, girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Weird. you, but no, I mean, there's a lot of young people that go to Warp Tour, but we're talking about a whole different it's breed. A, yes, we're we're talking about the people that go see, you know, Demi Lovato. Which, hey, I'm one of them. I love Demi Lovato. <laughs> um, you, any interview I do, I mention mention her. I'd love to interview her. her. Uh, I I love her music. Every single fucking album doesn't. Uh, you know, I've seen her in concert twice. Never paid to see her, but I've seen her in concert twice. And um, she's a huge Maylene and the Sons of Disaster fan. Yeah, she's a huge metal. She's yeah. a huge. Like, she was at, metal she fan. was at the Glass House when Maylene was on tour with I believe Emery. I think Emery was the headliner. Okay, and she was at that show. Yeah, Crazy. yeah, and you know, but all those Disney kids all tried to 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 gain like some legitimacy in the underground music scene uh, for credibility reasons. Right. Like I remember when Selena Gomez was first coming up, um, she tried to do that via Forever Sickest Kids. Um, and they would be hanging out all the time, taking pictures. Uh, Demi Lovato did it through We The Kings. Um, Which they were a great who, band. I loved We The Kings. I mean, Miley Cyrus did it through her brother, through Metro right. Station. Um you know, they all have their ties to underground music because they know, I think Disney knows that the underground music market is, first of all, a very, very viable one. Um, I mean, they've signed, they they, they signed a Treyu. They signed, you know, Plain White Tees, you know, a couple, couple of, you know, Warp Tour-esque scene bands. Uh, and by the way, Plain White Tees is my favorite band of all time. I figured I should mention that too. Okay. Um but uh, but and I've actually gotten an interview them, which was awesome, and that was a great friend who hooked me up. Um, he was their TM at the time. So, okay. um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I I I think uh, where where was I going? Oh, Demi Lovato. I just yeah. I I love Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato uh, Disney, yeah, yeah, Disney. Where Five Seconds yeah. of Summer. Um, yeah, I I just Five Seconds of Summer can maybe do Warp Tour ten years from now when no one cares. Um, when no one cares about them or Warp Tour, no, about them okay. because Warp Tour will still be relevant. Yeah, it's um, true. Anyone who talks shit about Kevin Lyman is retarded. And I, I and I, and and I, if someone comments on my use of retarded here, um, no, you know, I what? Hate, I'm not talking about like yeah. people who have mental disabilities. I'm right. talking about people who are stupid, right? Um, and uh, just stupid, dumb. Like they, 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 they. I mean, Kevin Lyman curated this massive tour from scratch 
what, 20 years? Was it 20 years ago this now? This is going to be 22. Maybe 21. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, oh, yeah. Cause I think Warp Tour becomes, no, no. Is it, do they become legal this? No, Bowling Pursuit became legal this year. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not 21. Um, yeah. But um, that was their big joke about their upcoming tour. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and I, I did a Bus Invaders with Kevin Lyman last Warp Tour too. And I, I had spoken to him once before. And he's a very busy guy. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he can t- seem to be short with you sometimes because he's got so much going on. Um, but I mean, he's created this, this thing that has first of all lasted the test of time and continues year after year to break artists. Like let's, let's, uh, I mean, we're on the warp tour topic. Let's, let's just dive into this for a second. Yeah. They had Katy Perry on the tour before she broke mainstream. Was it 2008 or 2000? It's like 2008. Yeah, yeah. When she was dating um, the singer from gym yeah, class, dude. Travi. Wait, who? Gym class? Jim, Travi McCoy. She was, she was, okay. she jaded Travi. I think they were both on warp tour that year. Yeah. Jim class and, and her, uh, Eminem was on warp tour. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, recently echo Smith, right. echo Smith. And they're going to be it, huge. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I'm really glad that my videos with them are like top v one of some of the top viewed for them because I was one of the early ones, right? One of the early bigger outlets to really, uh, take them and make a cool video via bus invaders. Um, I think my videos with them are both over 50,000. The two episodes I've done of bus invaders with them. Um, and what's funny about them is their dad, who is their manager. Um, it's a whole family operation. First of all, mom's tour manager, dad's manager slash songwriter. Um, and then all the kids songwrite too. And obviously are in the band. Um, it's it, all six of them are on the road at all times. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and their dad started emailing me, and I, I saw they're on the Warped Tour lineup. I think it was after I tagged them in a tweet or something. He emailed me, and he, he would just ask, you know, hey, can you retweet this? We have a new song or whatever. And I just, what's a retweet, you know? Right. Um, I'd just retweet it, and uh, and then we, we we made the Bus Invaders on the first Warped Tour work. Uh, bef- and that was before Warner Brothers was even paying attention to them. They didn't even have a a press person that was assigned to them to do warp tour. It was, I, I set up everything through their dad. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's cool to see them kind of exploding right now in popularity. They just were, they're not, they're the main support for that 21 pilots right. tour in the fall. Um, they're, they're on their current basically sold out headliner doing thousand plus capacity places. I mean, they're, I don't think, I don't think you'll see them on warp tour again anytime soon, but, um, but yeah, just the power that the tour has. To, to, to put you in front of a lot of people every day and it put you in front of open-minded people. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, and the people that are complaining about the lineup are not the people that Warped Tour is targeting anymore. Right. They're now the new punk rock kids right. that complained after they stopped doing just punk rock. So uh, I think Warped Tour is going through another transition where they're tra- first they transitioned away from just punk rock. Now they're transitioning to where they're allowing DJs and rap artists and even, you know, in in the alternative artists, like radio style and the alternative artists um, onto the tour. And you're going to just see the, the lineup and the kids going there even more diverse. And I say more solid than ever before. I I totally agree with you because my first warp tour, uh, the headliners were kill switch engage uh, as a lay dying, God rest, you know, rest in peace. <laughs> Somebody rest in peace. 
I should, I should, I should edit that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do whatever you want. I didn't say it. <laughs> sir, sir, I know. I only edit uh, to make myself seem less stupid. Um, I don't care about the guests. Who cares? Uh, anyway, Circus Survive and all those bands, a lot of the, you know, the mid 2000 bands. Now, uh, you kind of have to go this route because that's kind of what the people are listening to. They're listening to more DJs. They're listening to more EDM. My only thing is I, I feel like Warp Tour is a little late on the EDM train. You know, that, that stuff's been going out. And for me, at least personally, I feel like it's going by the wayside slowly. Um, I think, I think EDM's peaked and on down on the decline now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, personally. And, 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 and actually just for interviewing artists, EDM is, is always been almost non-existent for me because the people that go to those concerts don't give a crap about the interviews that I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my I interviews with EDM. Yeah, my interviews with DJs don't do well, with the exception of Cruella, uh-huh. which, I mean, I like Cruella's music. I, I'm not going to say anything about their recent, you know, stuff with, with Chris Trindle leaving. They're all, they're all from my area. Chris used to be in a local band that I booked right. uh, back back when I booked shows. Um, and uh, and so, <clears throat> with the exception of them, I mean, they're two good-looking girls. Uh, it great for video content obviously but with the exception of Cruella the the videos I do with EDM artists and I've done some pretty big ones they don't do well at all I've done a lot of top 100 DJs and they just don't do well actually Will Sparks a really up and comer from Australia is doing amazing for some reason uh, with my video uh, I did a, a life of tour with him um, and I think it's at like 15,000 views and the video is like 15 minutes long um so he, with the exception of him, for some strange reason, and Corella, which I can explain, um, all the other DJs don't really do well, with the exception of the top ones, like Stevie Oki. Was, wasn't and, wasn't Corella one of the probably one of the only DJ esque bands that were in the AP uh, 100 bands to look for next or last year at least? Weren't they the only ones that were in AP? Were Were they in there? Yeah, they were in there, but were they okay. were they like the only one? I don't remember. Probably. Probably because of the fact that they kind of still do stuff live. I, I think I think maybe AP was looking at them because they uh, they're not just DJs. Okay, there are sense. singers. You know, they're they're it's a, it's a group. It's a right. or it was a group. I mean, it's only two of them now, but um, it was a group of three people coming together to make music. You know, uh, and that's more on the line of a band than any other DJ could be considered, even a DJ duo, you know, it's still just two guys spinning decks. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Which, which I could never do it, but I mean, you know, all the power to the people that can. Um, <laughs> and, but they're the people that go to see that they don't really care about who's up there. They just want to hear the music. That's it. Yeah. And what really bothered actually, when I filmed Corolla, I stayed for the show and I didn't stay for the whole thing. It was late. I mean, I had driven, that was a show that I drove a while for because I couldn't get them in Chicago because it's their home market. Um, so I hit Urbana Champagne, which is where the University of Illinois is at, and that's two and a half hours from me. Uh, and so I had a two and a half hour drive home, and they didn't go on till twelve fifteen a.m. Wow. So uh, I was not about to stay for a two hour DJ set. <laughs> I stayed for about thirty minutes. Um, but the one thing that disappointed me was it was a, they weren't playing their own songs. I mean, they were still <laughs> remixing tracks like a regular DJ would, uh, and they would sing over them. 
Um, and it just, that disappointed me because I wanted them to play their own songs. I like their songs and they decided to remix a bunch of songs and they remixed their own songs. So I couldn't sing along the whole point for me. I love singing along the songs when I'm at a show. Exactly. Hey, I hear you. So yeah, for me, I can't even stay to, I can't even stay at an acoustic show to like 1030 because my knee starts swelling up, you know, it's that whole old age thing. Uh, No, I just film and go home. That's really, Really? I have to go work more. I mean, I, I, that's people think I get all, I get, I could get tickets for free if I wanted to, of course. Uh, you know, I'm filming videos that are going to give the band exposure, but, um, a lot of times it's like, can I stay for a show that I kind of want to see, or should I go home and take care of the hundreds of emails that I have, get ready to post videos for next week. Um, post news, you know, all this stuff. Cause I have a lot of, and this actually, without even asking the question, (laughs) I'm going to, I want to dive into something really, really fast and say that um, <laughs> there's, I, I mean, digital tour bus is as an operation. It's me and that I'm at the helms of the whole thing. I'm, right. the, I'm the, I'm the captain of the ship, but there's a lot of people under me that do select things. But at the end of the day, everything that the public sees either goes through me, published by me, posted by me, all the social media accounts are handled directly by me. Um, all the videos are uploaded by me. All the videos are filmed by me. I do not edit the videos. I do not take the concert photos. Oh, wow. I do not review the concerts. Um, I do not post the news. I am the I'm the the editor chief, whatever you. Right. I don't I don't want a bullshit title, but that's I serve that position. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's a lot of people that post news, review concerts, photograph concerts, edit videos, but I put it all together at the end of the day. Right. Um, and so that takes a lot of time. Uh, a lot more than people would probably think. I, I probably work 15 hours a day. Now, and would, this is my full gig. Would you right? do Would you do podcasts? You know, Have I've thought, thought about, about it. That? Oh, yeah. I've thought about podcasts. Um, first of all, uh, I love talking, so that, that <laughs> I wouldn't mind. No but, secret um, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, Bef- I take control of a lot of situations. No, before you answer this, you're the perfect guest for podcasts. You really are. Yeah, I, I have been I have been guested on a few podcasts, um, and uh, they kind of turn out just like this. Um, and oh, so, um, but yeah, I I thought about it, and I think the podcast scene is really exploding right now. You see a lot of po- podcasts are actually the podcast scene is becoming what YouTube is. I totally agree. Um, soon there's going to be too many podcasts, and first of all. There's no easy way to discover cool podcasts. There's not, even with iTunes. And I, you know, iTunes what? is probably the worst way to describe pod- yeah. to, 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 to find podcasts. It's exactly. it's easily the worst, and it's the most used one though. Now, see, when I started, uh, it felt like there were no good music podcasts, and like I don't because the only podcast I'd listen to is Chris Jericho and Steve Austin, because <laughs> because I like pro wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah. But music, I, I was like, you know, I don't like the, I don't like what KCRW does. I don't really like what a lot of interview shows do. And I was yeah. like, you know what? If I'm going to do one, I'm going to do one like a podcast one show. I'm going to do it like Steve Austin or Chris Jericho. I have like the same type of content, but Two with people music. bullshitting. Yeah. Just talk. Yeah. And then yeah. have, then have the interview. And then in, you know, in between everything besides having some stupid ad play an independent band's music. That's how I got prepared like a bride. And that's how I yeah. got several other bands from the Midwest. Yeah. Um, prepared like a bride's not from the Midwest, but whatever, <laughs> but I totally get you. And now it's like obscene, especially with these guys that are just, 
either they're leaving tooth and nail records and starting a podcast or they're you know, like my <laughs> bad, Her- Christian. <laughs> bad Christian. Yes. Never, never listened to it, but I know it. I, 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 I know it exists. I don't from myself, at least with my own, uh, uh, personal beliefs, I would only listen to it for, if they had a musical guest, cause myself being a Christian, I could care less for their doctrine or whatever they have to say when they're arguing with an atheist, I could care less. But when they have Dustin yeah. Kensrew on the show, I'll listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, uh, first of all, I think iTunes is not the long-term solution or is going to be the long-term discovery engine for podcasts. Yeah. I think, uh, stuff like Stitcher, um, and cause they're, they're curators. A lot of times you have to be yeah. accepted to be on Stitcher. Um, and they, and they, of course, find their people from iTunes, right. um, I'm assuming. They do. Um, I don't think SoundCloud's the answer to podcasts. No. Um, I don't think YouTube's the I know a lot of people have posted their stuff on YouTube that are podcast format. I don't think YouTube's the answer for podcasts. Right. I still, I don't, and I don't think Stitcher is the long-term answer either. I think the long-term answer for podcast hasn't been released or is in its early stages right now. So iTunes is definitely not it though. And, and, and it's the worst option of the ones I've just named um, for podcasts, in my opinion. Uh, but the only, it controls- th- only thing I like about iTunes and I don't like about Stitcher is iTunes doesn't dumb down the quality. Stitcher does, at least for my show, it does. Yeah, but they're an upstart. So, I mean, they, they, they have certain funding. They have certain, you know, they have to be able to, to, if they're not pulling a profit right now and they have investors, which I'm assuming is the case. Um, I, I think they were, oh, gosh, I just got an email about who they're going to be partnering up with, but I can't even think of who it was. I can't remember. Stitcher, um, but that is. yeah, they, I, I think I've heard something too, but I'm not hundred percent, but uh, they, they probably are surviving off of VC funding right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way to survive probably for a longer term, especially if they're not a hundred percent on the revenue model is to make sure they keep their costs at a, at a, at, a, at at least a survivable rate. Right. Um, they don't want to be bleeding bleeding themselves dry, where they're going to keep having to get more VC money. Um, so so yeah, I I, I can understand the, the frustration with that. Um, but and uh, they don't have the, the 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 assets that Apple has, where Apple's the richest company in the world, but the most. They have more reserves than our than the than the U.S. government than, and than any government in the entire world. From to my knowledge, I could be wrong on that, but they have, they're they're the richest company, have the largest reserves. Who cares if they're not pulling a profit on iTunes uh, a podcast? They're pulling a profit off of selling music on uh, right. on iTunes. Now, uh, that's where they they can afford to 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 not make money in certain areas. And it, it surprises me though because Apple's has Beats. You would think that they would somehow start you know pushing podcasts more towards you know that outlet. Because I know, I know uh, Spotify, they're in talks with some companies about getting podcasts on Spotify. I don't understand no, why. No, that would be a good solution. That, yeah, I agree. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Spotify guy. Uh, I think anyone who's complaining about the revenues from Spotify is short-sighted. Um, I totally the, agree with you about that. But, but at the same time, um, the, the, the gripe I have with Spotify is that they have such a full um, free offering. Mm-hmm that uh why i buy it especially for someone like me who sits in front of his computer most of the time and is mm-hmm. not on the road that much why should i buy spotify right start taking away features i will pay for it that that's that's where i'm at i pay for hulu i pay for netflix right. you know i pay for services online services i have no issue with that 
but both of those services don't have a free model that makes sense for regular day viewing. Right. Um, so, so uh, that's the thing that I think Spot- Spotify will pull the rug at one point or another. They, whatever, whenever these contracts, the major labels are up or up for renegotiation, there's no way a free plan will be included again, no matter, you know, five years down the road. Um, everyone will be paying for streaming services in 10, 20 years. For I t- sure. I totally agree with you. These bands that are, you know, bitching about it, you know, they're, they, they are short-sighted. There's, you know, why is my label putting my music on something that, you know, people could listen for free, but, but you know what? Why don't you think of another way to make money and not just, you know, by selling albums, because obviously selling albums hasn't been a priority of the music industry for the last year, like, you know, four or five years. I can also see where I have an argument on the same topic. I mean, it's it's really everything with the internet is always in such a transition. We're still trying to find a way mm-hmm. for even people like me to make a living. Because right. I scrape, you know. There's YouTubers that are big. Brian Stars doesn't scrape. I'll say that, you know. <laughs> I don't know what he makes directly, but I know he's not scraping like I am. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, we're still trying to find a way for people for people to consume media at a fair fee that allows everyone involved to make enough to get by and to save money. And so uh, it, it's we're not there yet. I'll tell you that because my channel on YouTube has 40,000 subscribers. I have a website that gets you know 20,000 plus unique views. My YouTube channel gets almost 100,000 unique uh, uh, watchers every month. Um, then I have a daily motion that gets thousands of uniques. I've, you know, Whatever I can, I can. The numbers are are good in, in every area that I that I can think of, but I can't pull enough to do this the rest of my life unless things continue to improve. Right. So, so, and and I think the problem is, uh, is on the consumer end with some things. So, uh, Spotify has to have a free service because people. First of all, I think Spotify needed a free service when they launched here because they needed to get people acclimated to streaming. Right. Um, Rhapsody had been around for a long time, had been gaining users slowly, couldn't gain critical mass because they didn't have, uh, their, they, no one could try it a long enough period of time to be, get addicted. Um, and so <clears throat> sites like YouTube, sites, uh, uh, sites like Daily Motion, and services like Spotify and even Rhapsody are still trying to find their foot where they can find a price that consumers are willing to pay every month and a way to distribute that money in a way that everyone involved is happy. So, uh, you know, uh, Spotify is not paying the kind of royalties that Rhapsody is. Rhapsody is paying great royalties. I don't think any artist is complaining about Rhapsody. Rhapsody is paying a solid one, one cent per stream across the board. They don't offer a free service though. Uh, Spotify, on the other hand, is paying a solid tenth of a cent per stream. Um, and that's because of the free service and the really, really unfair contracts with the major, major labels. Um, so, yeah, it, there's just a lot of transition going on right now. Uh, I think consumers need to um, learn to pay for certain kinds of media because – and I don't and, – and I'm not saying cable television because, right. uh, you know, there's so many people that are cutting the cord. Right. Me being a, uh, my, uh, you know, my household has uh, cable, but I don't watch it. I watch Hulu and Netflix all the right. time. Um, but uh, but yeah, so um, I just think that 
the industries, the, the entertainment industry needs to find a, a nice little median with the consumers on what they're willing to pay and make sure that everyone involved gets, gets satisfied with everything. So, and we're not there. We're definitely not there. And we'll get back to Joshua in just one moment. But before we do that, we have to pay the bills. That's why we support you guys to support us by checking out audibletrial.com slash killrock. Like I said earlier in this episode, please try doing it manually. Audibletrial.com forward slash killrock. If you do that and send us the confirmation email, at least the snapshot of the confirmation email, we'll send you something from Riser Die Promotions, one of their stellar compilation albums. We also have some stickers uh, one sticker from that band that we played earlier in the show, actually the first song in the show, The Escape. We also have a really cool sticker from a band called Oak Haven. And we have some Rise or Die stickers featuring their Anchor logo. So go check it out, audibletrial.com slash killrock. And if you're feeling in the mood to contribute to the Kill Rock podcast and you're feeling super giving on the uh, news page on uh, killrockpodcast.com our official website there is a donate button you could donate to our paypal and i'll let you know all the money that is contributed to the kill rock podcast goes back into the kill rock podcast so we can make some merchandise also so it pays the podcasting bills it's free for you to download it's not free for us to make so Contribute to a contribute to the Kill Rock podcast if you love our show, whether it be through audibletrial.com slash killrock or through our donation page. We're getting ready to upstart our Patreon page. Uh, the URL is going to be patreon.com forward slash killrock. Um, we'll let you know when that is started. We're going to have some really, really cool incentives for you guys to help contribute to the Kill Rock podcast. And if you have any uh, incentives that you would like from the Kill Rock podcast that you would say, hey, Keith, if you do this, I will for sure contribute to the Kill Rock podcast. Email myself personally, Keith, K-E-I-T-H at killrockpodcast.com. You can email the podcast, kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. And uh, also, if you're an independent band, want your music played on the kill rock podcast you can email us at those two as well now we're gonna get it to jam by one of our favorite bands good luck varsity featuring our favorite guest wasim bazi this is we are the young here on the kill rock podcast
I'm hoping, like I said earlier in this, you know, conversation, like what, it's three hours ago, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Vessel, the new video startup is a pay for service. The, the one that has a 72 hour window on my content, um, it's $3 a month. What the hell is $3 a month? You know, right. you're still going to get some ads just like on Hulu. Um, but that needs to be, the ads need to be there in order for the service to make enough to really make ends meet. Uh, I don't think Netflix is a long-term solution for movies and television shows no. to be binge-watched. There's no ads. That's 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 the bad thing about Netflix. Right. And that's the reason Netflix is going to find issues in the future. Maybe Hulu isn't subscribed. It, it doesn't have the same subscriber numbers because, um, first of all, they don't offer movies very much. They are TV, best service out there. Right. If you want to watch TV, get Hulu. Um, but uh, if they... if the people still complain about the ads, but what they don't realize is the ads makes it so everyone involved in that project can make sure that they're getting the, the money that they deserve. So sit through a 30 second ad and be convinced that I bought, I bought something recently because of an ad I saw on Hulu and it was, it was just because it was fresh in my mind. They've been running Kickstarter ads for Mountain Dew. Um, and first of all, I love Kickstarts. They're not energy drinks and they're awesome. Kickstarts amazing. Yeah, and even the new flavors, I yes. I love them. With the, love the, the, the pineapple, or not pineapple, just the coconut juice Pi- in them. Uh, yeah, it has the coconut water and coconut it's pineapple, uh, mango, orange, and then they have the strawberry kiwi. I love both of them. They're delicious. Um, yeah, exactly, and they're not they're they don't have like the taurine and the 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 stuff that energy drinks right. have that really really fuck with your body. Right. Um, but yeah, I saw an ad for it recently. I didn't even know about the new Kickstart flavors until I saw the ad. Ads are there for a reason. It's to make sure that products that consumers should know about, um, and you make your own choice after you've seen the ad. I made a choice to go out and buy it because I like Kickstart. But if someone doesn't like Kickstart, they're not going to go out and buy it. I saw an ad for for a while. There was a lot of Southern Comfort ads. I hate Southern Comfort alcohol. <laughs> uh, so I didn't go out and buy Southern Comfort because I saw the ad. Um, but, but I'm sure people did. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I, I think Hulu is a long-term solution for um, – for at least the te- the internet side right. of television, I do not think Netflix is. I think Rhapsody and hopefully future or Spotify will be a long-term solution for the music industry. YouTube is not the long-term solution for online video. Even though it's the most popular right now, I don't think they're doing creators justice. And I don't think the payouts are enough to make... Uh, a channel work in the long term. A lot of companies are investing a lot of money into developing their YouTube channels and an online audience for their video. Um, but that, if the money isn't there in the long term, they're going to leave and to to where the money is coming from. And whether you like it or not, as a consumer, you're going to have to go to a service where your content's at, not vice versa. I totally agree <laughs> with you about that, uh, Josh. What is your favorite video in general that you've done? <laughs> <That's disgusting. laughs> yeah. um, you know what? And I, I'm going to, I'm going to say a couple because okay. I've had fun. I've had a lot of fun over the past six years. Uh, it's hard to determine one video. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to divide this up. The most surreal video. I'm going to say it again. Matchbox 20. Most, I mean that most, one of the, probably the most surreal experience I've ever had doing digital tour bus. They were playing to 18,000 people that night. For three nights in a row at the same place, all sold out. Okay, so uh, and I got an interview with a band that doesn't do non-national press interviews. So that was surreal. I had a parking spot backstage that they had for me. They had my name at the backstage gate. Oh wow! That I had to ask a doorman for 
for them to open the gate for me. Um, it was just a surreal experience. And Kyle Cook from Matchbox 20, lead guitarist, was amazing. That must have been very almost famous for you. Yeah, yeah. It, it was It was just like, man, why do so many bands dream like shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, and after this, after my best interviews, we should talk about my worst ones. Um, uh, so totally uh, I, I, uh, another interview I loved Bowling for Soup back in 2010, I think was very cool. I love, I love Bowling for Soup, probably one of my favorite bands. Um, and Jarrett, the singer was amazing. He was so funny, great on camera. Um, he follows digital tour bus actually oh, discovered wow. a band that they took on tour with them from digital tour bus wow. uh the band fresh and 15 that opened for them like uh, two years ago i i remember seeing the original tweet and it was a link to one of my videos and it said is this you and they ended up talking to that to them after and got on to a tour with them um first time they saw them was on my website not saying anything else but uh that, that was cool jared's awesome um uh I, I there's a lot of ones that just they kind of blur together at this, at, at, you know, after all these years, but those two really stand out. Filling with playing my tees was awesome. Favorite band of all time. First band I ever got into. Um, and especially one that has achieved that, that level of success. Um, and is not afraid to do something that, uh, is maybe not what their fans want them to do. Right. Um, I always respect that. Uh, you got to respect the artistry behind everything. Um, so that was cool. Uh, there's a lot of ones that blend after those three, but those, those are probably my three favorites. I would say just for, you know, for the reasons I stated very unique. Um, and just, uh, just reminding me of why I do what I do really. And here now, now to the ones that remind me why I don't like to do what I do. Um, there was one time. I like that. You're going to do this. This is great. I'm not going to name names, but I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happened. There was a (laughs) band. This is very recent. There was a band. Not that recent. It was probably six, eight months ago. I don't know. If, no one's no one's gonna go back and look at. Was it actually was the it, video never happened? So they don't even know that oh, that, wow. that that I was even at this show. So no fan can ever figure this one out. This perfect story. Um, so I was supposed to film a band. Uh, a lot of times I'll text the tour manager, whoever my contact is, a few hours beforehand, mm-hmm. just to make sure they know what the hell I'm doing. Because a lot of times there's miscommunication where they don't even know they're showing off the bus. So uh, I text beforehand say what we're doing, uh, make sure that the time that I have is correct. Uh, in this case, the it was uh, a member of the band. I'm not going to say which one, not going to say what band. Um, and he told me that it was the first day of this tour, and he told me that uh, that they did that they had a very busy day. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'm the venue wasn't too far from me. I can sit around for a little while. It's not like I'm going to the city where I'm feeding a meter or anything. Um, And I'm like, hey, whenever works for you, I can make work. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm a very flexible guy. And uh, and so I get to the venue. I film a video with another band. Went great. And then I go to text the other guy. Don't hear back. Call him. Doesn't answer. Leave a voicemail. Uh, After about 20, 30 minutes, I'm like, what the hell's going on? I email the publicist. And I go, hey, uh, your band is not responding hasn't responded for hours because at this point I had sent a reply uh, earlier in the day and he didn't respond. I just didn't think anything of it at the time. And she frantically uh, gets in contact with them uh, via text. And the guy says that he's at the movies. And I didn't get the interview. 
Uh, I ended up interviewing this band at a later date, not the person that I was in contact right. with previously, because this is the first tour that this publicist had been working on with this band. So she didn't know that this guy wasn't very reliable. And I love the other members of this band. They're like, they're some of the coolest, uh, like funniest guys on camera I've worked with. So I'm so glad I'm working with them, <laughs> but I still have never met the other guy face to face. Um, so yeah, I, that was cool. I wish this. I wish we were doing this on video because my rea- I I would love for people to see my reaction to that. Yeah, it's that, it's just it's outrageous geez. to say you're busy as hell that day and then go to the movies and fail my interview. Um, but honestly, the the, uh, the the overall trend with a lot of the stories I tell, a lot of horror stories. Anyone who follows me on Twitter or uh, follows me on Facebook or anything knows that I post. I'm very open about what right. I post on the internet. Um, I, I don't ever name names because uh, – and I, I usually schedule posts ahead of time so mm-hmm. people can't even trace back to the date that I did it, uh, that, that this particular story happened. But um, a, a lot of – I'm just sometimes in awe at how shitty that bands treat press because, uh, I mean, I said my stats earlier. They're not – overly impressive but i i get over a hundred thousand unique people viewing my shit every month right. you'd, you'd think that's a sizable audience um and so uh when bands make you wait around for a couple hours then bail or just make you wait around i mean we had a scheduled time you know i get the things happen but when nothing happens and you make me wait that's when i get mad um and uh it happened recently i was at a i was at an uh, interview um and I had sent, I knew this tour manager too. I'd worked with them a few times before. Always a solid TM. This in particular band has canceled on me before. Uh, I'd only filmed with them uh, once before and it went all right. So I didn't, I didn't understand. I thought maybe that's the one time they canceled was a fluke. Right. And so uh, I was in contact with this TM. We had a time. They, uh, I get a text around the time saying, uh, hey, it's going to be a little bit. When, when you ever get a general text that says either uh, well, a little bit, um, in a little while, anything along those lines, that means either it's going to be a few hours or you're never getting the interview. Um, and I really need videos right now. It's it, Winter's my lull. I, I run out of solid video content to release um, because a lot, a lot of bands don't tour through Chicago in the winter. Right. Um, and I don't like to go out cause it snows and it ice storms and I don't want, I got in an accident, you know, a couple years back and I don't, I don't like to, to risk it. Right. Um, and so, so yeah. And so this, this band, I was sitting in a fast food restaurant using Wi-Fi for two hours before I pulled the plug on it. And I just said, I texted the team. I said, Hey, do you have any idea when this is going to happen? And he goes, honestly, I do not. And I go, all right, bye. Going home. That's it. Of course, the label hears from me. I always email the label or my contact. And I'm like, hey, this is exactly what happened. Don't let them tell you any differently. Um, but it's happened a few times. That that kind of story's happened a few times. The, the movie story is awesome. That's the, the, the story just That's the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And the 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 story I just told is recent, but it's happened a million times. Um there was one time where the band requested for me to come early and then uh, I was in contact with them that day. I showed up at the venue at an early time and then they told me that they weren't into showing off the bus and that they were going to cancel. And I had driven an hour for the interview. So uh, even though they knew exactly what we were doing two hours ago when I was texting the person saying exactly what we were going to do, 
and they said, oh, we're all set. We're good to go. No worries. Be here at this time. We're good. Canceled. Then they pretended they were sick. Um, <laughs> and I have actually interviewed that band twice after that uh, in multiple formats, video online, stuff like that. See, at least um, you're forgiving about it. I mean, <laughs> oh, I am. I am too forgiving, honestly. <laughs> I, if I, but if I had blacklisted on my personal blacklist, I don't have one. But if I had blacklisted bands that have done stuff like that, I wouldn't be able to interview bands anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's true. Um, that, but it's, it, but, it's not always the band's fault, though. A lot of stuff happens. Um, that's I mean, mostly the band's fault. It's you know what. <laughs> What? A lot of bands try to pass the blame on their TM or their manager, their publicist, but it's it's coming from them, right. regardless um, whether they want you to know it or not, whether it's disguised or not. It's it's a direct reflection of the band because um, the people that work for them work for them, not the other way around. Um, they don't work for the for the other people. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I think the overall problem with press is that bands don't understand it. Bands don't understand the value it has, even though it has an enormous value. Because whether or not, say I post a video, and the video gets a thousand views, it's not just about the video views that count. It's about the fact that I promote that video on all of my social networks that have hundreds of thousands of fans. Right. And uh, if they didn't check it out, it might not be because they don't like you or they didn't that they maybe didn't even watch the video. Maybe they didn't have time or something, but they saw your name again. They were, they're reminded that you exist. You can't rely just on the fans of your Facebook page or your Twitter account or the people that visit your website to be the only ones that are reminded of you. You need to, you need to be reminded by the people that haven't listened to you in years or the people that pay attention to something about like digital tour bus, what I do. Um, just seeing your name is just going to make, your name stick in their head for just a little bit longer because otherwise you're just losing relevance. Uh, and you'll see bands that, man, I have so much confidence in the bands that don't do interviews that they're going to fail eventually. Um, and, and it's, and it's not, it, I don't, I have confidence in the bands that, that turn me down, but do have their interviews. I don't, I don't have confidence in the bands that turn me down and everyone else down. There's a difference there. Um, so yeah, if you don't do interviews, say goodbye to your career because it's, it's going to go. <laughs> Um, and I have a long list of bands that don't do interviews or, and, and, and you know what? And for the, the bands in my core demographic, which is scene music, right. uh, underground music, warp tour music, warp tour esque music. Um, if you don't do an interview with me, you're, you're doing something wrong in my opinion. I've, I might be a little biased cause I own the site, but I think what I do is cool and fans actually like watching it. So, uh, people get sick of Q and A's people like people. The reason people like podcasts on a different note is the fact that it's just a conversation. Right. It's unedited. A lot of times or very little editing. Yeah. It's just two people bullshitting or more people most of the time. So that's the reason people like podcasts. The people, the reason people like my videos is completely different. It's the fact that they take them inside a place that they've never been. The people don't, people don't like a Q and a with someone with a piece of paper who doesn't know how to add questions past what they pre thought. You should be like you. I know that you've had some general questions for me, right. but we have you have asked me follow ups to every at least two follow ups to every single question you've, and that's that's a lot different than standing in front of the camera <laughs> with five questions you've asked every single band that you've fucking interviewed, uh, and hoping that what you do makes you have a living out of it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Do something different. 
different, do something that not only uh, you think other people like that, but what you like, because if you like it, chances are other people are going to like it. And you know what? I totally agree with you. A uh, buddy of mine, uh, Jimmy Smith, he's been on my show a few times. He works at the noise out okay. in Hollywood. And uh, we talk about this cause he studies, you know, your videos, he studies the other interviews, you know, interviewers videos. I think your video is probably one of the few that we could agree that are good. And yeah. when we watch other videos, it's like, dude, what's up with the dude holding a microphone asking the band oh can you give me your name and the instrument you play well dude everyone that's going to watch your video is going to know exactly what they do if you're in or or what or if you're interviewing that band how about you say their name if you're such a good interviewer you'll be able to know their name and what they do in the band uh the beauty of my job is i don't need to know anybody's names i'm not on camera no and so yeah i (laughs) i'm 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 in agreement on that one if you need to ask the person their name man i don't you should be introducing them because you're interviewing them for a reason uh there's some really great interviews online uh interviewers online i should say um not a lot of them but there are a select few that i personally enjoy watching um uh one of them is the guy that runs consequence of sounds uh youtube channel rocket out blog he's great he 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 does these awesome introductions he knows his shit because not only does he like these bands and if he doesn't he has prepared he has studied the crap out of what he's about to just do and I'm, and I'm talking about the main one. He, they have a lot of other people that do interviews, but the one that started the YouTube channel, Rocket Outblog, back in like 08 or 09, that's the guy I'm talking about. He's great on camera. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, that's the one that comes to mind when I think of really good online interviewers. Um, Chelsea Briggs from Hollywood, Hollywire TV, she's great. Um, they do a lot of red carpet stuff, so it's on the fly. You don't know who's going to come visit you on the red carpet. You have to be knowledgeable on the 200, 300 people that are going to walk that red carpet. Um, and um, she probably has an in there. They're probably feeding her stuff sometimes. But the follow-ups and the just the general knowledge of each person that is coming through, that's what people recognize. People, people will remember you for... Uh, there, there's and there's a reason why people are big television interviewers have succeeded right. like um uh i'm trying to like all the talk show hosts right come on i mean uh i mean barbara walter's been doing it for like what 50 or 60 years yeah i mean come on jimmy fallon's exploding Dude, right now he's probably one of the uh, best interviews out there and you know i talked to my girl my girlfriend she's like this is why he's the best because he he makes him he doesn't you know uh put himself on a different level than he really is. He's a fan of who he's interviewing. Like he gets, like, or he acts, he's really good at acting like a fan. He is an yeah. actor too. So I'm saying most of the time he's probably an acting as a fan you more than so? anything. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's just really good at his job. I, that, that's me giving him credit for what he does. <laughs> uh, not, not, I'm not down. I'm not downplaying anything he does right. uh, by saying that I'm, I'm actually giving him more credit than, than some people would <laughs> by saying that. Um, uh, what he what anyone on a talk show a good talk show does is they know how to steer the conversation and 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 conan's really good at this too if he sees a conversation heading south or in a direction that he knows is going to get him in trouble he knows how to steer it right back without without missing a beat uh same with jimmy fallon uh same with kimmel same with all the big ones you know they all are the top of their game for a reason um and so and there's there's just not as many examples online because People aren't producing the same quality of a show online right. uh, as on television. But, but yeah, I mean, there's just the, the 
interviewers are uh, are big for a reason. They, they're they're the ones that the lifers are good for at what they do, and and they're the reason they've been able to make a living out of it. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a huge deal when it comes to interviews. Well, next time you're on the show, no more general questions. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm really good at those. We've been talking for. I mean, I don't know how long the videos or the the podcast can be, but we've been talking for an hour and thirty five minutes. Yeah, we have. It's not, so it, it'll, you know what? It, not a lot of it's going to be cut. So you don't have to worry <laughs> about that. Um, and I think that's what I love about podcasts though, is the fact that I do commute to work and I'm able to listen to like, you know, an hour long podcast, whether going to work from work. Um, that's why I went the podcast route, not YouTube because YouTube, you know, there's the whole data thing. There's all whole sorts of things. And you're you have to be watching watch, it. Yeah. You, you, you have, have to, to be, watch it too. Yeah. You don't, you can't just listen through a speaker. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I I I love I love talking, so I love being on podcasts. So. Well, let's get you on as soon as possible. What videos do you have coming out uh, soon? I know you just released uh, a couple today, but this is going to be a few um, weeks. Well, I, re- I, re- I release two every day, so um, I usually set my release schedules about a week in advance. And so next week, which is the week of the twenty third of March, um, I've got. I mean, man. There, I, the the Boston Beaters. I got thank you scientists from the Periphery tour. Uh, AJR. They're so great. By the way, they're that band is so great. Not periphery. AJR. No, 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 no. The um, oh, thank you scientists. Yes. Yeah, they're 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 bringing they're doing the whole prog rock thing and they're they're, on, they're, they're, they're killing on, it. They're on Claudio's record, right? From uh, Coheed. Um, record label. Record. Did, I, did I say record? Yeah, record. Yeah, label. You said, yeah, record. I'm label. not sure. I caught their manager contacted me. I, I'm not even. I'm not even sure. Um, what label they're on? Usually, I'm really good at that. Actually, remembering the label. Um, I've got Boston Beaters with AJR, great indie pop band. They're just on tour with Melina Martinez from The Voice. Um, metalcore band, metal band Sycamore. They were just on tour with Hardest. They're on Hopeless Records. Um, and then. I have a lot of old videos that I that I failed to release when I was starting out because I didn't have the resources. So I have Boston Beaters, the Lost episodes, yes. and I have one. I have one from uh, with Vampires Everywhere oh, from wow. 2010 when they were on tour with Black Veil Brides on Black Veil Brides' first national tour. Um, so yeah, and then I mean, and then I've got videos from Suicide Silence, uh, Thousand Foot Crutch, Echo Smith. The main Fela Maya for today, upon a burning body, within temptation, Brian Stars, and a few others just next week. That's huge. That's huge. <laughs> 14, 14 videos every week, buddy. That's 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 the grind life right there. Soon to maybe be more than fourteen videos a week. So uh, yeah. Well, stay out of the podcast. That's my realm. <laughs> uh we're, we could find you at youtube.com slash digital tour bus am i right yep digital tour bus.com as well that's the main hub that has okay. youtube has all the videos that are the same on our website but the website has i mean ri- written content for a lot of the same stuff so written tour tips written crazy tour stories written pre-show rituals uh written tour pranks um then we have roadblogs that are picture and written from bands all the all the time, I have different bands. I, I've got a Skylar Drive doing one on their current tour. Okay. I've got Alisana doing one on their upcoming tour. Um, then we do ticket giveaways, lots through Live Nation. So we've got ticket giveaways going on for Nico and Vins, um, the Used, Coda Line, a few Chicago giveaways. We got an awesome huge ticket giveaway ticket giveaway going up next week for rap fans. Um, then we do, I mean, 
oh man, the, the, we do news. News is like huge on the site now. We do, everything's tour based. So it's only tour news. So right. if you are sick of bullshit gossip, we don't do it. So come <laughs> to our site. Um, we do tour announcements, tour news. So tour announcements are whenever band announces a tour. Tour news is when it's tour related, but it's not an announcement. <laughs> it's right. simple. Um, but yeah, I mean, any and it's every genre under the sun. We're not, you're not just going to come to our site and find Warped Tour esque bands. We're gonna we're posting heavier metal. We're posting you know the mayhem stuff. We're posting right. even deeper metal than that. We're posting on the pop side. We're posting on alternative, um, rap country you know you name it we try to cover it so um so yeah you might have to do a little filtering to find stuff that you you like but you know what come discover new music that's that's what it's all about i like tons of genres you know i i i say i like the more poppier side of the warp tour stuff but like i said i'm a huge demo lovato fan <laughs> uh i i loved you know my first concert one of my first concerts ever was van halen um you know i'm going to see uh, ACDC at Wrigley Field in Chicago uh, this sick. summer. You know, like I'm all over the place. So why not post about everything that's all over the place? So come to our site for everything. And then YouTube is, you know, for all the videos. Twitter, we're at Digital Tour Bus. We're Digital Tour Bus on everything Facebook, Instagram, Vine, um, Pinterest uh tumblr i mean you name it we're on it <laughs> and i run them all myself so go for it find us somewhere <laughs> guys go check out T- digital tour bus josh uh this episode if you don't mind it's going to be called digital Tourcast with sure. joshua widling from digital tour bus go for it uh send me send me Digital Tourcast, it is. Thank you, Joshua Weidling, for coming here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Woo! I love having guests like Joshua on the show. It makes my job so much easier. Uh, you know, I, t- I talked about it before. I've had bands on this, sh- on this show specifically where... Uh, you know, you, you just kind of ask, you don't even ask just standard questions. You kind of just ask, you know, questions that you think the band possibly has never heard, or if they have heard it, uh, they don't hear it quite often. So it's fun for them to, uh, answer and they still give you like those five to 10 word answers. And it's not because, you know, they're bad guests or necessarily, you're not even really, you're not even like necessarily asking the wrong questions. It's, it's just, you know, the kind of people that they are. And, uh, it's, you know, maybe you are asking the wrong questions, but I've had those guests that have given those short answers and Joshua is not one for short answers and he's full of wealth and knowledge. We are stoked on vessel Vessel vessel.com. We already have our subscription to vessel and we have subscribed. We, we followed actually uh, digital tour bus. We've also followed, uh, one of our favorite, um, podcast hosts which were actually youtubers before they were podcasts uh the two guys from good mythical morning Rhett and link we follow them on uh vessel as well and of course i have to volley- follow uh the national hockey league uh vessel page so uh and it's incredible and if you haven't heard the news ellen degeneres is purchasing your one year of vessel Go check out Vessel.com for more information on that. Go sign up and check out Digital Tour Bus. 
you know, Joshua puts on one of my favorite uh, music YouTube channels. I'm not really a fan. You know, I talked about it when we were talking about podcasts. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of music podcasts. Uh, and in the same vein, I'm not really a fan of a lot of music YouTube channels. And is it because, you know, sometimes I feel like it's because I'm just really competitive and I just don't like what anyone else is doing because I don't like what I'm doing. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But there are some YouTube channels that I do adore, at least when it comes to music interviews. You guys know my podcast. I love Bridge Atlantic. Uh, I check out Witch Police from time to time. I listen to Bad Christian, mostly when they have the musical, musical guests. Uh, I've been listening to Urban Achiever a lot lately, which is hosted by Billy Power, who used to be the vocalist and I believe bass player of Blenderhead and also worked for Tooth & Nail Records. And when it comes to YouTube, uh, Digital Tour Bus, definitely one of my tops. I love Jimmy Smith at The Noise. I loved having him on the show. Uh, maybe one of these times we'll have Joshua and Jimmy Smith on the show, and uh, we could talk a whole bunch of YouTube then. Joshua, like I said, is full of knowledge, full of, uh, you know, he understands probably the podcast industry better than I do too. So... He's, he is a student of the game, and I appreciate ha him ha being on the show. Uh, so thank you, Joshua. We're going to close out this show right now. But before we do that, I want to thank you guys so much for hitting the download button, for hitting the share button, like I said earlier in the podcast. Go to audibletrial.com slash killrock. Help support the Killrock podcast and, and receive some cool stuff from Rise or Die Promotions. And much more. We'll have some awesome giveaways for you guys uh, in the coming weeks. Next week here on the Kill Rock Podcast, we have Joe Langson, former bassist from the band My Children, My Bride. That's why I mentioned earlier that I did the review for their last album. At least the last one that was on Solid State Records. But he is coming on the show Monday to talk about his brand new solo project, The Woodsman. And the self-titled album that he will be releasing on Tuesday, April 14th off CI Records. Stay tuned for that. And also, we're going to have another edition of... My Roommate Sings! That is right. Roommate X comes back to the Kill Rock podcast. You do not want to miss this one. If you want to listen to a man singing... While roommates are playing Grand Theft Auto, this is the place. On Monday with Joe Langson from The Woodsman, also My Children, My Bride. The last song we're going to play for you here on this episode of the Kill Rock Podcast featuring Joshua Weidling from Digital Tour Bus Part 2. This is The Woodsman. This is Red or White off their self-titled album to be released next Tuesday. Stay tuned. Joe Langston is on the show next Monday here on the Kill Rock Podcast. <laughs>